Hello, and welcome to another terrifying October edition of Cult Film and Review. Tonight, the buzz of the saw roars again, and the Sawyer family is up to its old tricks. The third time's the charm, and Saw is the family, because we're talking about Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. So let's start the show. Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> Where in the hell are we? Want a date? If I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you. This whole thing has turned into a theatrical mockery. You understand that, Mike? Stop eating my sesame cake. I'm so sure. Just look like you like me, and let's stand on. No. That's just like uh, your opinion, man. What did I say? No jelly roll. I get old. They stay the same age. You can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining the cult. We really appreciate it. Do us a favor. Head over to iTunes. Leave us a review. We will give you a shout-out at the end of the show. We got two to do. Shout-out. So make sure you stick around for that. And uh, then when you're done with that, head over to YouTube. Make sure that you like and subscribe there. Head over to cultfilmandreview.com. Make sure you get in all of your requests. And then make sure you join us in November for 3 o'clock high at Film Bar. This is another one of our fantastic Halloween episodes. But before we get into that, as always, I am joined by Kyle Smith. Hey, how's it going? Chris Wilmberg. Hey, what's up? And Michael Salusio. Hello, everybody. If you are just joining us for the Halloween extravagant, that we are going to get into. We are doing all the supposed worst sequels of the big franchises. So what we did is we took the Metacritic score and we took the Rotten Tomato score and we averaged them together and we uh, said no modern remakes and we took um, uh, you know these films and we we that's how we got the worst ones because we right. couldn't agree on which ones the worst ones were. Obviously, some of you might agree, some of you might not. Last week was Hellraiser Bloodline. This week is Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 or Leatherface Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. It was directed by Jeff Burr. It came out in 1990. Had a budget of, I'm sorry, doesn't have a budget. Uh, it made 5.7 million <laughs> in the box office and currently sits at a 19% on Woo! Rotten Tomatoes. Now, who, uh, if you guys want to follow along, actually, real quick, two things you can follow along with us on this. If you want to watch these movies with us, like I said, the first one was Hellraiser Bloodline, then Leatherface, Six of Chainsaw Massacre 3. Next will be Friday the 13th, Part 5, then Freddy's Dead, and Halloween 6. Also, with each one of these, we have a drink to go along with the episode, and Mike made this week's drink. Mike, what's in this week's drink? Tonight is the Bloody Armadillo. Bloody it Armadillo. is a uh, Bloody uh, Mary, essentially, but twisted so it gives it like a texas twist they got okra in there they got chili con carne somehow <laughs> uh we put a little bit of uh, a little texas flair into the drink uh because it seemed right for this type of movie and we will have um on our social media we will have uh the ingredients for you guys if you want to make this drink and uh, drink it along with us and uh yeah had anyone seen leatherface texas chainsaw massacre before kyle uh, no, this is actually gonna be my first time watching it. Uh, watching it uh, at all. Um, my my uh, my pre- my preconceived notion was that this one was really bad, and I just never got around to watching it. However, like I've also held like this film in such high regard in my head because it has 
what can possibly be described as the best trailer for any film ever, <laughs> and it's the Excalibur trailer. So that's, was, that's my experience with this film. Shot before the, the film was shot. Uh, Chris? Uh, not my first time. I When I was younger, my grandmother used to, I'd go stay with her for like the weekend, and she would actually take me to the video store and kind of kind of let me rent what I wanted. And uh, and this was one of those movies that I picked out, so I saw it when I was younger. I gotta be honest, I was really hoping that story was gonna go. My grandmother had this, <laughs> this film among other displays. horror films. And I was Her like, that's favorite awesome. horror film of all time was Leatherface. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, she'd never even seen the original. It was the only film she owned, and it's the only <laughs> film she ever watched on repeat. Mike, uh, so I thought this was like the first uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre film I had ever seen. Uh, I was wrong. It turns out I'd never seen this film before. But asking you guys, uh, which is the one where it's like there's actually a scene where they're at a chili competition? Number two. That's number two. Okay. We reviewed that on the I, show. I, I know. Okay. All right. <laughs> I know we reviewed it on the show. I just wanted to make sure. I was like, which one is the one? That is the first one I ever saw. So if I never discussed it in the last one, that is the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Then I saw the original. I have never seen this one. I don't think I... And I saw the remake. Uh, for me, this is probably, a, I, I think, about the fifth time I've seen this film. I've seen this movie quite a bit. Uh, I uh, really enjoy this film, maybe not so much for what's on screen, but kind of um, the shit show behind it. <laughs> well, let me ask you this, because I saw a post that you made on uh, Instagram of the movie you were watching. It was the DVD box, yeah. and it said it included the rated and unrated, unrated version. version. Mm -hmm. I feel like I saw the rated version okay. of this movie. Did you, you watch the rated you, or unrated? You more than likely saw the unrated version and thought you saw the rated version. Really? More than likely. Okay, I watched the uh, Amazon Prime one. Yeah. It was 99 cents. It was a fucking yep. sweet deal compared to everything else. Yeah. What I was, thought I was losing something in that price cut. <laughs> what yeah. was the what was the runtime? Oh, I don't uh, know, dude. Like on the top of my head. The uncut has 127. I, I don't the know. The <laughs> uncut is 85 minutes, it has four extra minutes. Okay. So and, it's not a big deal, is no. what you're saying. Well, it could okay. be. I mean, because Nope. And we'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Okay, so they're not cutting out like the good juicy stuff. No, they are. That's everything that hit the floor. So somehow t four minutes of fucking footage actually uncovered a completely different movie. Is that what you're no, saying? Four minutes no. of gore. This is 81 yep. minutes on Amazon Prime. 81. So you saw oh, the rated. Oh, rated. Oh, oh, yeah, oh. definitely. No, saw I the definitely rated. did because I yeah. have a feeling. <laughs> I have a feeling. I Dude, know which one I you're would tell you about. right now. Yeah, then yeah. since you guys saw the rated, um, if you had seen the unrated, you would not know. Okay. You well, wouldn't that's know disappointing. The so the girl that gets, we're jumping into the review. Girl that gets sawed by Leatherface Whatever against the tree. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Un there Unrated, you still don't see anything. Oh, wow. Never mind okay. that. Okay. I thought for any if anything, that would have been the yeah. scene. Nope. Cool. Never mind that. Interesting. All right. Yep. <laughs> and we'll get to it. Uh, but first, we need to get to Plus Mike. So, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, Leatherface, they kind of tell like the story of what happened in the first one, like they give the kind of rundown, like it was a news thing and everything like that, and um, I mean, what can I say, like this, 
They're like boyfriend. Are they boyfriend and girlfriend? Yes. That's such a hard thing to figure out. And we'll Feels talk like about brother that and later. sister. That right. <laughs> Feels and like I a broken relationship. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But this uh, this couple of sorts is uh, driving cross country. They come across a gas station, uh, and there is a brooding young handsome man and a crazy. Uh, gas station attendant there. Uh, uh, they get a little creeped out. Um, the uh, handsome man tells them, hey, you know, you should go down this road. It'll be a lot faster than the freeway. And, you know, they're kind of like, nah, not really. And they're just like, no, no, trust me, trust me, trust me. And then the gas station attendant goes fucking berserk, pulls out a shotgun, uh, and the handsome man tries to defend them. They end up driving panically down the road. They say, where are we going to go? They end up taking the handsome man's advice and going down this road. And it turns out that they go right back into uh, the hands of Leatherface and his crazy family of cannibals that uh, end up kind of capturing them. And they do meet one other man on the way. Uh, Ken Forty plays, uh, what's his name? I can't remember his name. He's a survivalist. No, I know. Penny. Penny? Benny. Benny. Penny. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he plays Benny. Uh, the anime meaning Ken Forey's Benny along the way, and uh, basically they try to escape this family of bloodthirsty cannibals, uh, as has been seen in the other two as well, <laughs> yep. essentially. Um, same, so, yeah. Same, same old song and dance. Same, same old song and dance, correct. Yeah. But different. And how? Let's find out. I'll tell you more when we come <laughs> right back. You have yourself a little mess I have here. We hit a little animal on the road. Oh. Who's we? Friend and I. We, uh, well, I killed it. Well, I wouldn't worry about that. There's roadkill all over Texas. Natural order thing. Besides, you're the last thing I saw before I died. I'd die a happy man. And we're back. We're talking about Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Let's get into it. So, yeah, the film opens up with a couple, which, again, I I, I forgot. Yes, sir. I, I have a question. Go ahead. I have a question. Uh, before we get here, uh, one very uh, confusing aspect already happens prior. Oh, yes. I wanted to an- ask oh, this okay. question to you Go guys. Ahead. The opening title crawl. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it, it goes into explaining like the first film and kind of what happened. So, does this film just ignore two? Yes, completely. So, like two never yeah, happens. So basically, if they really had their way, and I by they I mean New Line, New Line Cinema. If New Line really had their way, what they would have done is I think really erased the the first two because what they did was, um, they knew Nightmare on Elm Street was on it uh, on its end. They were that series. Nightmare on Elm Street was. Yeah, it was. They were. Okay. They, they knew it was wrapping up. Like they weren't. Gonna, I think Freddy's Dead was coming out around this time, if I'm not mistaken, 1990. Oh, um, okay. that was 91. But let me see. They yeah. knew, but basically they knew they knew Freddy was ending. Like they knew that they weren't really going to make it. Okay, anymore. they knew that one franchise was going out the window. Right. So they what they did was they bought the rights to Texas Chainsaw Massacre from the Cannon Group. Um, and so they this is like. This is supposed to be like a fresh new start where more or less it focuses on Leatherface as the main character rather than the family itself. Okay. So we kind of get a new family in this one. We, yeah. And it kind of sounds like from that scroll, and I, I'm even kind of iffy on this, and I've seen it like several times, is that it seems like someone, it was either set up 
or they arrested the wrong person of because I've never heard of a W E Sawyer. Um, that one I can't figure out. Hmm. So I wonder if it's someone else that got set up and that person was that person was sentenced to death and killed. Yeah. But they they the way that the trial played out was that Leatherface was just an alter ego of this right. W.E. Sawyer. According to the scroll, and the family actually escaped mm. and is still out okay. loose in Texas. So, so now they're so not looking for him. Yeah. So if you're a big fan of Texas Chance of the Massacre up to this point, it's like a big fuck you. Kind of. To some extent. To yeah, some extent. that's how I took it. As, to yeah. some extent. They definitely were well, trying to redo it. Um, well, and the thing is, like, everybody wrote a treatment for this, too. Like, um... So, uh, like Mike wrote a treatment. No, I did. He did. I actually did. I wrote a treatment. I, I was I two. Think, I feel like I, yeah, I, I read it. the Salustio treatment. I was, I was a ten-year-old boy, and I Toby, just said, <laughs> "Toby Hooper wrote a treatment." Toby Hooper wrote a treatment for this that was rejected. Um, wow, really? Yeah, ballsy. Yeah, <laughs> go on. Like so, I mean, Jesus. they 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 rejected the original <laughs> the original guy's script, but. Yeah. But, you know, there's things, too, in this movie where they thought they were going to get a sequel, so they left things out in it, too, which is really funny. Wow. But also the opening thing, you might be confused by the opening scroll also because there's this – the opening of the film is 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 really Leatherface making a new mask out of uh, – is it Sarah? I think it's Sarah. It's some, it's yes. some, it's some random woman. Yeah. I think it's – yeah. Or Sarah is the sister. Anyways, it, there's Sarah and Gina and their sisters – and he's cutting up one of their faces, and the other one is the one that's in the woods that helps Benny out later on. Mm-hmm. Right, correct. Um, and he basically ki- kills her right off the bat in the, the beginning. You know, you're getting the, the you know Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie right off the beginning. You get to see how the mask is made, yeah. which is like super and, cool. As a kid, you're like, oh yeah, okay. Well, do in that scene was supposed to also reveal his hideous face, but they wanted to save it for the sequel. So they didn't they didn't put it in the movie the fourth sequel and yeah, well the sequel to this one and they didn't put it in the movie and then it was actually reused in the remake. It definitely gotcha. feels that way. Like I can tell you from the tone of this film that uh, you know seeing one and then seeing two that this feels like it feels like it's trying to steer it back. Yes, yes. it's trying to steer it back to the original. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that tone, but at the same time, like not quite getting there because mm. there is some comedy like in this film. Just, you know what it felt like to me? Clear. It, it honestly felt felt like I was watching a remake that that they would have had come out in like 2015 or something. Really? Like it had that same that same vibe. Like it didn't feel like it was really part of the universe. It didn't feel like it existed, and it felt like it was like. Someone who is completely removed from any of the original canon, just like, oh yeah, I can do a Tux Chainsaw Massacre film. Here you go, and just throw a chain. Like it just didn't feel like well, it was part of part this, of any this world. I feel like it felt like the time period that it came out. I don't know, like it had yep. this really dark. Um, I mean, honestly, this actually, even though you don't see a lot of the gore on screen, it had a more intense vibe. I feel like almost in the, the second one was obviously big, campy, kind of silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not more intense than the first one, right? No, no I, not at all. I, not. I, mean, I actually would say there's probably a bit more going on in this movie than the first one. There's probably a bit more, but in terms of intensity, I got to give it to the first one because the first one, like the shit that you're getting hit with, like the jump scares, I feel like are much better. And I feel like the I mean, way the stylistic, the stylistic yeah. choices yeah. behind how it was directed and how it was filmed and everything plays well into the idea of a cannibalistic family in Texas. Whereas this one feels like you could honestly remove Leatherface from the equation and throw 
some fucking crazy killer dude accent. from some some killer who's got some you know weird agenda. You don't see his face to the end. Doesn't matter. That's how it feels. It feels very cookie cutter horror film. Mm-hmm. Well, this one feels like almost like a paint by numbers Texas Chainsaw Massacre to me, right? Because it has like all the it has like it's a it's really a blend to me. It's really a blend of one and two. It's together. got the throw. It really does elements yeah. to it. Yeah, it's a blend of one and two. And like I said, like so, it opens up with with that scene, and you're like, okay, you know, Leatherface is back at it again. We also get this couple who is driving across country. That um, dude, I, it was probably the second watch or third watch that I finally picked up that they were a couple. This is Michelle and Ryan. Yeah, I picked, I picked Ryan. it up right at the beginning. I mean, they talk about how how their it's their relationship is basically yeah. ending after that trip. But it just felt like a broken relationship. It, like, I just got a brother and sister vibe from them. I didn't yes. really get a romantic well, anything, even is, though they're on the end of their life. There was definitely the no sexual tension between them Zero. in any way. I got no impression that they were actually together. In That's any because way. The, they are at the end of their. They are at the like the end of their relationship. But also like that alone, I'm just like. Why the fuck would you go on? If you knew it was any, why the fuck would you go on a, of all things, a cross country road trip? Did they like both invest in like a really hot bed and breakfast and like couldn't like get a refund? Is that like what happened? <laughs> I don't understand. Like, yeah, that whole, that like it really isn't explained exactly what's going on. They hint around to it, but like it's such a weird dynamic because it, it's essentially a couple that has no fucking sexual <laughs> dynamic. <laughs> That are going somewhere, and we don't exactly know why they have to get there so badly. She's delivering. She's delivering the car. Yes. Oh, yeah, for her father. That's right. Yeah, but like, why does he have to come? It just to be there. I don't to do it faster. Having a second driver. I just while we were having this conversation, I just thought of like a really dude. If any if any producers are out there listening, I want to see a show where they just pit two people of of like exes. On a cross-country road trip, and we just get to watch them. Oh, it's a God. great idea for a reality show. Like we <laughs> took this so guys good? and had a horrible breakup <laughs> and put them in a car, drove across country. <laughs> they got to go coast to coast. Yeah. It's called Will coast they? to coast, most to most. Will they know. fall in love? <laughs> Can they rekindle again? Yeah. Can yeah. they rekindle on a thirty-eight hour yeah. trip? No. Yeah. No. no chemistry with the the relationship part, but it. I did like both characters. I thought no, so they I. were both good actors once for you, the most part. Once you get out of they're a couple and it gets into the action part of it, that's where I feel like they're enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I didn't have a problem, honestly, with them at first. I mean, here's the thing. I thought... Um, I didn't think they were good, but it did, it, it was... In, no. It, was, it wasn't like... A painful like couple no. to watch. So as as we're we're as this couple is driving cross country and we're finding out about their little their their riffs and I do think that but I actually but I enjoy both actors uh in, in this in this film but as they're having this little riff we're also taken to like this mass grave out in the middle of the desert that these guys are just digging up bodies and stretches there. Can I tell you? <laughs> Yeah, and, and explain that to me because yeah. I didn't even wreck it. Stretch, I did not stretch, see it. Stretch from two is there. That is the only connection from two Caroline to this Williams, film. She's yeah. in there. She's yep. in this film. What's she doing? She's a reporter. She walks up into oh, frame. Oh, she smoking. Did not notice it. Yeah, either. it's a cameo. I did not even catch that. Nope. It's a cameo, and and the thing is, is I guess Jeff Burr's idea behind it was, and I wish they would have went with this because, man, like, like this sounds awesome was that um, Stretch, after going through the traumatic experience that she went through in two, kind of takes over with Dennis Hopper's place 
and is on the hunt for the Sawyer family and how she's doing it instead of becoming a cop is by becoming a reporter. That, I mean, that would have been an infinitely better fucking yeah, plot. That would have been on, fantastic. <laughs> right? But that, and that was his, but you also got to realize like the director of this film, the director of this film was fired at the beginning of this film. And then when no one else would take the job, he was rehired. They offered the job to Peter Jackson. They offered the job to wow. uh, Tom Savini. Um, they have uh, and a couple other people. Nobody would believe. touch it. Nobody, nobody wanted to touch this franchise. Wow. Well, and like too, if you the trailer, so the trailer, which is I think is pre- maybe even more famous than the film itself. Um, it's the Excalibur um, chainsaw chainsaw yeah. trailer. Like that was shot before the movie, and that was Kane Hodder. That was in R.A. Huh. Wow, wow. R.A. plays uh, 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 Leatherface in this, and that is not him. And apparently that fucking chainsaw, the, the chromed out one, weighed 80 pounds. That thing is... Can yeah, I tell you something? It looks like it weighs uh, 80 pounds. You know, normally we don't do our homework, but uh, I feel like this might be the episode where we do, Cody. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> like I said... Like Made I- of chromium uh, 84, actually, <laughs> which is actually more uh, chrome-like than the 83 version that was commonly used in the Jesus 70s. Christ. When it's nickel-plated and... Uh, no, I just... I have... I actually love the backstory of this film just because I like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and when I started getting into the series just to find out, like, how many times this film was just like fucked over because of stupid shit. Like, so I don't know. This is also the beginning of this film while we're talking about it. That bothers me with this one too, is the aesthetic of this film. Um, and I feel really bad for the director, Jeff Burr, because again, he wanted to shoot this film in Texas, Mm -hmm. but they denied that because they already had built the Sawyer house in California, which was also like right behind a theme park. And he swears that you can hear people screaming, from the theme park in some of the scenes. Uh, I don't um, know. Interesting. Yeah, it works. I'll have to, I'll have to watch but, it again. <laughs> but if you watch this film, it's shot in California. And you can tell because it's the hilliest Texas you've ever fucking seen. If I was ever, thinking I, that. I've never been to Texas. So yeah. I was thinking like, that to yeah. myself what? while I was watching. I was like, wow, it's a, really, if, it's a lot of like yeah. foresty, Dude, woody areas. When did we get to the swamp? Yeah. When yeah. you drive through Texas, man, it's pretty flat, at least the parts that I've driven through. I mean, I'm sure there's I've some I've only hills. driven through the really the panhandle, but yeah, yeah that's dead flat it's out It's dead there. flat, man. Like, I'm like, and like every other Texas Chainsaw Massacre has been in a, like a dead flat desert kind of yeah. thing. And this is like a hilly desert, and you can tell the difference. Yeah. Yeah. It's like pine trees and Well, shit. it starts off in desert, and then the rest of the movie is in the deep it, woods. It's <laughs> in the fucking swamp. You're right. Yeah, deep woods swamp. swamp well, they, yeah, they drive it. down, and they hit an armadillo. Which is like is 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 which from, is also by the way the name of our drink yeah, the bloody armadillo which is also a Texas Chainsaw Massacre staple so there's our first there's yeah. there's our first throwback right there oh no I think the first throwback is William Butler's character because he reminds me of the coked out kid mm. with the sunglasses in number two and two yeah, yeah. like I feel like the yuppie, even well that they're definitely is, they're definitely a yuppie couple yeah even that seemed like kind of a nod to an earlier one they can't be a yuppie couple. It's 1990, right? Does this take place in present day? Yeah, but day? it was probably filmed in 89, you know? Yuppies were still around, right? I mean, but not a, <laughs> not at age to like 21. I mean, loafers still existed. Yeah, anyway. loafers still existed. All right, existed. well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, they, yeah, they hit this armadillo, and, uh, you know, that's probably about the most blood we're going to get in this film. Um, that was an intense scene. That suffering was. animal is yeah, always Yeah, she goes to, to smash watch. it, and she's like, can can you do it? And he just walks over there and hey, just bashes it. Was there a little earring hanging on that armadillo? Yeah, right? there's something shiny yes. on it. And then later you see one of the other characters wearing it on his ear. Really? Yes. I did not notice that. I, uh, I did think, I was like, what the fuck is that? It's 
feels like it should be something important. It is something. It and comes up later. I, I thought, that, I thought, I thought like, that's what caught her eye, and that's why she didn't do it or that's something. That's what I thought, too. Like, yeah. she looks at it. Like, the camera definitely seems to focus on that metal thing. Mm-hmm. And then when it never got explained ever, I just assumed, I was like, well, I guess that was just, like, part of their fender or some shit. Like, I have no so idea. I was, too, I was like, there's no way that's part of the car. Like, what the fuck is it? But, all right. Fender or bumper? What's in the back? That's a, in the front. Is a fender. hit it. <laughs> While driving forward, it's a bumper. bumper. Anyways, it's a bumper. Okay, the fender is on the left and right side. Okay. The bumper's on the front and back. <laughs> of our it car. could have been either. Though. Auto body with cold <laughs> film and review. It's auto shop. After that, we go to a we go to another uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre staple, and that's the gas station. Of course, gotta, uh, yep. yep. We got to go to the gas station where we have one of my last a- chance. One of my actual favorite characters in this film. Yeah, I did like this character, and that's Alfredo Sawyer. Mm-hmm. He yeah. is fucking crazy and fun. Yeah, I thought his performance was fucking solid. very intimidating. Yeah, actually, super, super a, creepy, psychotic, like really seems very schizo. much so. Especially uh, that scene where uh, William Butler's character goes off and goes to the restroom, and she's stuck in the car, and he's yes. like. Out that, there talking to himself. That conversation that he's having right. is really creepy because I can imagine that. Like, you're having a conversation, you're like, go fuck yourself. And the guy leaves, but he's still, like, behind you and he's just saying Dude, horrible When he's shit. pumping the gas, like, yeah, don't pump the gas. Like, he's hitting like, it from oh, behind. Yeah. yeah. And you're just like, oh, I'm going to get murdered now. This yeah. is how it ends. <laughs> She's backing up, backing away, and that's when she runs into handsome Vigo Mortensen. Yeah. Yep. He shows up. He looks like he was hitchhiking. He was away from the family, it looks All like. All I could think of was Matthew McConaughey and. Next yep. Generation, I'm like, it's kind of like the same character. It is, but Vigo yeah. did it first. Yeah, yeah, Vigo did it first. Vigo did it first. The backstory, is, wasn't William Butler and Vigo roommates at the time? They were. They were making this movie? They were roommates at the time that they were making this film. And Chris wanted to drop cool. that in there. Chris wanted to drop some facts. He <laughs> knows some facts. Yeah. Okay. Chris knows facts too, guys. There you go. <laughs> Would you like look at my face right now, Mike, or something? Or they just like... No, because like, I was thinking the same thing. I was just like... Yeah, little Halloween treat for you. (laughs) Cool. So Chris said it, and then Cody repeated it. I think it's funny that we had like an hour long interview with William Butler. That's the one thing (laughs) he definitely pulled. Like they fucking roomed together. They roomed together. (laughs) That was fascinating. (laughs) Probably from this film. Go on. I'm sorry. And this is like this is definitely before. This is definitely. (laughs) You're gonna cut it out anyways. <laughs> it's this movie's fun to watch because Vigo's not he's not a fucking Lord of the Rings yet. You know what I mean? He's not Return of the King. <laughs> oh shit, really? Yeah. 1991 he's not Lord of the he's Rings. Not, yet. You know, he's not Return of the King. Cra- I know? mean they, Peter Jackson tried to make it happen. Yeah. No, but the, what you're saying is I see talent there. I, Definitely. I, I see talent in a lot of the people that are in this movie. He's, but let's let's be honest, that feels like that way with everything. Like when we saw Leprechaun, we saw the same thing like oh Jennifer Anderson nope. like no. Fuck you. No, we did say Fuck that. You, we said wrong. that on the show. Mm-mm. She had a... Yeah, no, she, I said this on the show. I was not a big Jennifer Aniston fan until her later uh, on no, in her career. man, I think she was so awesome friends. in that. No, I didn't I mean, you like see friends. a star-ish quality in somebody. Yes. You know, early on, you're kind of like, yeah, they're really pretty good at it. I didn't see even a star-ish for a shitty quality. Movie, right? I just saw, like, yeah, this guy's good. I mean, I'm not saying, like, you know... Star. I feel no, like that you're saying said, that right now. <laughs> but you're, you're you, know what? you just said it, bro. You didn't say Return of the you King. To Kyle's point, though, there are other people in this film that are not do not become A-list actors yeah. that did incredibly great I, performances. I honestly feel like, I'm going to say, I feel like uh, the gas station attendant was, uh, had a, I think he had a better performance overall start to finish than Viggo Mortensen did. But he also, by Tom mm-hmm. Everett. But he also had a, uh, I think Alfredo had a better, is a better character. I mean, well, that's he's, definitely, just, he's definitely a better character, but 
like even the there's characters that are on okay there's characters that are on Vigo's characters level like I forgot the I'm forgetting the name of all these characters. Tink, movie. Tink, Who is the Tex is that is Vigo? Tink is the the, the truck driver with the with yeah. the the okay. one arm. So hand. even Tink, I would say Tink and Tex are essentially the same character in this film, but you know obviously played by different people. I thought he did a better he had a better performance in his role than Vigo did as Tex. Like honestly. Yeah, no, I I like I mean I like I actually like the family a lot in this one when it's like the when it, I feel like it's like the brothers, the little girl and the mom. The mom not so much, but the little girl brings up so many questions. I love the voice box element of the mom. They answered those same questions in the film. Did they? What's the question? That's the question that brought up. You're saying where'd she come from? Where'd she come from? Whose kid yeah, is she? Who's they answered that in the film. Who is she? She's fucking Leatherface's child. Are we sure? Yeah, because they say it in the film. He, he likes he touching. Ma- yeah, he, ma- he, ma- yep. he makes the cutest babies. He does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do say that. That also. That also. That also implies that there's more than one. More than one what? Babies. Babies. No, that's yeah, true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. It, it, that's it, what I'm it saying. It certainly does. Like there's. But juniors definitely having fun with the female uh, cap. Uh, Capture, captive, Cap- captives, Cap- captives, captives, <laughs> victims, victims. Uh, I would like to say another thing too. I definitely got a um, Rhoda vibe from the girl. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did. I mean, she looked like her. She kind of had even like a Village of the Damned kind of kind of look. Yeah, going almost with that a Village dress. of the Damned yeah. too. But yeah, definitely. I I felt like a, a what the film? What's the film that I'm trying uh, to say? Bad yeah, seed. Bad seed. Bad seed. Yeah. Bad seed. Um, yeah. Rhoda. Just, so Sarah, Sarah was the escaped you. victim, right? Yes, yes. Hated her, by the way. What she are you really talking about? Performance of the entire what? movie. I don't know if I disagree. agree with that. I just feel like it was just kind of like Horrible. random and like kind of like she's the different. she's the she's the one that's in the beginning and then hiding in the woods. So she's yeah. the one that runs into Ken Forey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I agree she with starts you. acting crazy, yeah, and I agree. I'm just like, oh my god, I couldn't even awful. take this. I right liked her awful. crazy. So performance bad. was awful, not so, believable. It was I, will, I will say one thing. Mm-hmm. Didn't this happen like two weeks ago or something like that? Yeah, she's been yeah, out. Like she's, been, she's been out there for like two weeks. Right. I feel like that's not enough time to go absolutely fucking. I think like. Bone crazy. We don't know how long she and her sister were tortured by the Sawyer family, though. She's been out in the woods for two weeks. She I guess I could to... only take one day. If yeah. how bad it was for how well, bad it was. Also, yeah, keep in mind like how long a day actually is when like you're hiding in the woods, <laughs> no food, no yeah. shelter. Yeah. I, that's feel a, like she I feel had like that's a long twenty four uh, hours. No, what I'm saying is I feel like she had a real like raised by wolves vibe. Oh, she de- she well, definitely had like, an over like and over here like skittish. Vibe. Like you've been out in the wood wilderness forever, like yeah. two weeks seems has. like no. You're still kind of like I just want to go back to the city so I can use like you know like a phone and like shit. Like I feel like this one seemed like she's like a person that might get startled by a television. Yeah. No. Like, oh my god. What that's is this why technology? I had a problem with the performance is because every line she delivered, she'd be like, "Oh, listen. Oh, yeah, it's yeah." The- there. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I'm like, shut the <laughs> fuck up. Like, yeah, bro. Not believable. Not believable. No. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely I agree. terrible. She's you, no, she's constantly on the lookout and constantly listening and constantly trying yeah. not to make noise because if Overdoing one fucking it. Sawyer hears her, they're gonna rip her fucking throat you, out. You can you can also communicate that through more sub, more uh subdued. Not when you it seen, felt like a theatrical not when performance. You seen she felt like she felt like she was she was playing. What what do you always say? 
Sounds like she's playing to the back of the back of cheap the seats? back of the room. Back of the room. Cheap seats. She yeah, is playing the cheap seats. She is acting. Um, but but yeah. we're not there yet, Chris. So thanks no, for jumping on that shit. We're, we're all it. over the place. We're Come in on, it. we're in it. Actually, no, because we haven't got to uh, the other portion. So that when they leave the gas station um, after after this, there's this fight between uh, Vigo and uh, Alfredo, and Alfredo shoots him, or so we think. And Correct. and our two main characters are off, and they're on the run, and they get a flat tire, and uh, and, and they take a pathway that that, that Vigo, Vigo actually suggests. He suggests, right. which by yeah. the way, like well, before they get the flat tire, by the way, I, yeah. They actually get they they have their first encounter with the family. Yeah. Well, they get the truck, which is a very right. rem- which I liked that that scene a lot. I liked it cruising behind them with its Dude, the lights fucking off. red lighting and the f- skin just flapping in the yeah, wind. It was fucking terrifying. So they're just cruising along. They're like, "Do you get? Does anyone hear that?" And you can clearly hear like yeah. a truck that's cruising that's, along with them. Also, and, that's one of my favorite reactions in this film mm-hmm. is when they're going and, and like they're having a conversation and it just the uh, I think it's it's uh, Ryan that just stops. And he's like, do you hear that? And you don't really hear anything. And she's like, hear what? And then as they're talking about, do you hear that? It's getting louder. And they show the close-up of the truck, and it's getting louder and louder. That, I thought, was really well done. But what was... and, and this will kind of go throughout the movie. I think the way they shot the movie was really good. So when they showed that truck, they didn't light it like it was bright, and you could see it really easily. You just saw like the mm-hmm. shadows and outlines of certain parts of it. Couldn't even tell that there was skin... Like yeah, on the from truck, the tail lights, just and then they it. fucking kick on, and you just see the shit flapping, and you're like, you're like, holy shit, that when is terror. It's light, so impending. When those lights hit, like I totally got like a real like I, I don't want to say Mad Max vibe because I feel like it was more like a Fury Road vibe. Yeah, like I, I, it actually is like what I want to say is like I guess it's like. Actually, was a very good shot. Uh, right. You got you should have got a Texas Chainsaw Two vibe because they do the same thing. Yeah. I guess that you're right. They do do that. I think yeah. they actually did the menacing, uh, making it seem more menacing in this one than in yeah. two. In two, it's more like it's a wild ride exactly. type of thing. This one, it's like, yeah, this guy's really fucking with these people. Right? We now. don't know who's in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he throws a dead coyote, which. Is right on the windshield. Pretty cool, actually. I was I forgot that that happened. I was like, all right, that's a good way to get somebody to fucking stop. <laughs> yeah, and it works, doesn't <laughs> yeah. it? Apparently so. Sure does. Uh, yeah, and then the 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 flat tire happens, and they have to change that, and they don't get the lug nuts on all the way because uh, Leatherface then shows up, and yeah. he's going to uh, kill him real good. But he misses. <laughs> well, he purposely misses, in my opinion. I don't know. I feel like he was. I don't know if he was He's touring. With them. He was toying with them because faces mo. You could have stuck yeah. that. You could have stuck that, that chainsaw right MO. through that car and killed everybody in there in a second. But he's out there chopping up the trunk. You know. Yeah, I mean that's Leatherface. He he toys. He doesn't just kill right away. Dude. I mean, look at look at the. Um, Look at number two with the whole radio station thing. Yeah, like, yeah. He, he he burned so much of of available killing time just being fucking humping crazy, the air. humping the air and shit. I, I think lo- that's like just the mo of the entire family, right? Yeah, like for it's sure. that concept of like cat uh, mouse. It tastes better when it had fear in it before it died, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you're right. Uh, and he when he rips the trunk off, it's pretty badass. I actually like when he rips the trunk off. Yeah, it's cool because it's like very realistic. Kind of like I don't know why, like. The fact that like he drove off and like maybe it pulled it off yeah. is one thing, but like it's just like a weird kind of random thing about it. Like it's not like he cut off something with his chainsaw and like pulled it off. No, he just ripped it. It was off. just like he was trying to hold on to the car and he didn't get a good shot, and he like throws it down in frustration. Yeah, 
because uh, he couldn't get him. Which leads me to believe that, like, no, I don't think he was just playing too much. I think his goal was like, yeah, I'm going to kill them right now. Like, I'm going to play with him right now, but yeah. also kill them. I don't think, like, Leatherface's attention span no, goes that far. Where he's I. playing the long game. <laughs> no. And we see that kind of later in the film, too. Yeah. Here's my question for you. What do you guys think about the uh, Leatherface design in this film? Uh, I don't like it as much as the original. Can I be honest with you? There's something with this mask that I just don't like, and I don't know if I necessarily like the knee brace. Because uh, like, I don't like the knee brace. Yeah, I don't like the knee brace. With the chase film, which I feel like that's what this film is, like essentially, because this, I mean, once the car chase starts, it's a full-on chase from here on out for right. the rest of the film. Yeah, the and knee... A- and the knee brace just makes it seem like, well, number one, it's squeaky, so you'd hear him coming. Right. And then number two... You, you've you've physically made him slow, and you're showing that. Right. I think the I think that I think that when I was watching, that's a mistake um, on the edit of this film is even cutting to his legs, even walking and pacing, like the 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 tension and the fear that like the first film gives you is like you're walking through a dark fucking desert, and then, and then all of a sudden like. Boom, out of fucking nowhere. There he is. He's fucking on top of you. And he's, you, you know, like, that's where the fear is. You don't know where they're going to pop out. Whereas this one, they're trying to turn it more into this cat and mouse, which I feel like actually pulls away from some of the terror and the horror elements that made the franchise really good to begin with. Like, you don't see Leatherface coming. He's just unfortunately there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another thing, I like the mask itself, like, I feel like... Is the hair? In this one, yeah, they... Tr- I hate that Partly, it's yeah. like they tried to make it look so realistic that it actually ended up looking cheaper than the first one. Yeah. Because in my mind, I'm thinking like, okay, if you made a mask out of flesh, you never treated it, and it was like really shittily done, like it would look all shriveled and fake. Yeah. It wouldn't look as, like this one seemed fleshy, like fresh, I hate well, to say. Well, it was to me, it they, He made like, it in the beginning of this film. It looked yeah. like right, a metal, but, but that's the problem I had, is it didn't look like that. It looked like yeah. a leathered, well-molded well together, like perfectly sewn together, almost like art piece. And I'm, I'm just thinking... Yeah, the, the 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 reason it's terrifying is because it's sloppily it's like, put together yeah, like, and he just doesn't know kinda, how to fucking do it. He just took messy. some skin together and he like so- sewed this it up. This looks like he a per- almost like a perfectly molded yeah. like mask that you would buy at a Halloween store. It didn't really have like the the organic disgustingness of the earlier yeah. two. Now, as far as the actor goes, is R.A. Uh, I know they wanted Gunner originally, but um, he couldn't agree financially for the film. Uh, but R.A., I mean, I actually really like his as a leather face. Like, he is brooding. He's his build big. is good, yeah. His build is good. Like, it really comes it really comes into play. I think he really comes into play as an actor in the scene in the house. I think that's where you see him, and that's kind of where I, I really start to enjoy him. With as the headphones? A, with the headphones and that whole scene, yeah, that's yeah. when I really start to enjoy him as kind of a different take mm-hmm. on that character. Well, I always feel like they give Leatherface a kind side. You know, he always seems to be soft for the ladies, you know, so they always give him a moment where yeah, but this he's one they sort make it sound of like he's trying like, like, to be romantic. So soft that he's actually a, like a rapist and um, like a general mutilator. Like there's some weird ass fucking things that, that they say that Leatherface does where I'm like, it almost was more terrifying than I've witnessed him in other films in a weird way. Can I, can I say something though? Like, um... Like you mentioned this 
uh, Chris on last week's episode, which was uh, Hellra- or, or Pinhead spoke too much. And in this one, honestly, I've seen I'm just way too much personality out of Leatherface. Mm-hmm. Leatherface doesn't mm-hmm. need to have personality. He doesn't need to have character. He is he is a fucking villain and a terrifying fucking monster who happens to be human. Like that's the that's I know Cody you're cringing because you feel like you feel like the Leatherface should be this like wacky crazy like on on fucking well, on... No because we've had we had this conversation with our re- review to we had the same conversation on 2 when we reviewed 2. I mean you both did not like the, the Leatherface in that one because it was like way way goofy. Um, at the time, I've since changed my tune. I don't know if you have because I actually have. I been, just said that I haven't. Yeah, I've watched. <laughs> I've watched. I've watched two um several times now, but um since I, think I like two since then, yeah, like you two. did. You did. Me and Kyle were not the biggest fans of it because we we said the same thing. We like our Leatherface. You know, scary, sinister, sinister, brutal. scary. You don't the less you know, the better. Um, I I feel that way actually about most horror. That's films. what's weird about giving him a daughter in this one, like in or multiple kids. See, if we would have found I, out I don't think that at all. I think that that makes him like. I I honestly think it makes him more dark. Well, you see, you see the you see the dark aspect of how that child comes backstory. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. so wait a second, he's been going around raping women, and then they make that comment about like, oh, he loves the private parts. Yeah, he knows and just it, what to do with him. He knows just what to do, and then he has a saw there, and it, like That's led me to believe that, like, okay, well, he likes to he likes to rape people and then mutilate them. Well, also kind of harkens back to two too when he's when he's literally like very uh, much so. It's like, like, fuck, exactly what I thought when that stretch, that stretch scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely with the goddamn saw blade. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it, it, I don't know. I like Ra. I like I like him. He, he may not be my favorite, but I do like him as I think he does play a pretty good. I you know what I, for what he's given. Yeah, exactly. But I I I think I might just be super biased towards the first film. But I I definitely prefer that Leatherface. I don't. For some reason, with with Leatherface, and I, I guess this might go for like a lot of the other slashers out there. They they've all kind of morphed through the years, but. I like my 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 slasher killers to be to to appear as like every man kind of physique as possible. Like I in the first film, Leatherface is a little overweight. He's not built like a tank. Whereas this one, he looks like he's a little more on that tank stats. The same thing happened to Jason towards the end of the series, where mm-hmm. he went from being a normal person to being like Kane this Hodder. dude. This dude, <laughs> this dude fucking Hodder, right? this dude yeah. benches four hundred pounds. Like no yeah, problem. To like Kane Hodder. like. I think I I think for me the the selling the fear is is part of selling the reality of the situation. Like the reality of the situation might not be that you know some fucking ripped fucking you know like Hulk looking dude is going to go on a murder rampage. It's going to be this guy you don't suspect. Right? That's like the that's primary serial killers in the world, right? Uh, yeah, but I kind of disagree with Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the fact that it, like I know I think like uh, like like Gunners looks work for it and RAs look work work for it too is because they look like big old Texas boys, like big old farm mm-hmm. boys. They got them big old farm bo- boy bodies out there just lifting hay all the time. Well, they didn't look like that. <laughs> number, he didn't look like that. In number two, number two, he still had that kind of chubby well, physique. T- I was gonna say with with t- especially the Texas Chainsaw Massacre series, I feel like 
as a character, Leatherface has undergone the most change from movie to movie. I oh, yeah, agree. Well, but sure. I also think yeah. because they tried to make him, I mean, like in the first one, yeah, he comes off like a, uh, like a Michael Myers or a Jason. Um, in the second one, I feel like he's a little bit less, becomes more of the family, right? Mm-hmm. Like as a, like a murderous unit. And you see that kind of later on in like even Rob Zombie films, like this concept of like, yeah, everybody plays their part, but they're all just menacing in their own ways. Sure. Um, this film seems to try to go back, especially the fact that they kill the mother so quickly in yeah. this. Um, and then you really never see the girl, little girl again. Um, it almost seems like they try to go this route of two, where it's like, yeah, each one of these characters is mm-hmm. menacing in their own way and will kill you in their own horrible way. Um, this one definitely seems like it's steering it more. I mean, obviously the film is called Leatherface, yeah. so you would think that. Yeah. Uh, they're definitely going back to this concept of like, no, Leatherface is the badass, and everybody else is just like, like supporting characters yeah. in his ro- world, sure. which I feel like, I I think it's the thing I like the most about too, is the family. Yeah, yeah, is that this family concept, and they clearly do that with Excalibur, right? Like the Saw's family. Sure. Yeah. Um, but again, it it's all like a kind of like weird way of just pulling the attention right back to Leatherface instead of this idea of like, this is a sick family and they just so happen to have a weird guy that well, really likes chainsaws. I, I was going to, sorry, Chris, I didn't mean to jump in on you. I was going to just agree with the family aspect because I think even in the first one they did that because I, I personally feel like one of the most terrifying scenes in that, that first film I mean, yeah. is when they're sitting around the dinner table and you realize that, it's this whole fucking family that's all in on this, and they're that whole scene is just crazy chaos, it, and it, it's done really well. It is, it is, and you're right. And I, I agree with you a little bit on that. It, it's like, I, I guess it's like when you ever see like really quick cuts of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, as being like like in a documentary or something like that. They're never showing like those scenes. They're always right. showing the Leatherface scenes of like the saw sure. going through the walls and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but. What were you gonna say, Chris? Uh, again, yeah, family over fucking just Leatherface. I feel, I feel like this whole series um, really m- more focuses on the family than Leatherface. Yeah, I feel, I feel, I feel like the first one, you know, the hitchhiker is really the one yeah. that kind of brings it all in, and then Leatherface pops in and out for these specific kill mm-hmm. scenes, and then at the end they're all together. Um, in the second one. Drayton Sawyer, I feel like, is really kind of like the head of it, along with the uh, Chop Top, Bill Mosley's character. Mm-hmm. And then Leatherface is kind of like the, the bonus, you know, that you get along with it. Um, this one, once again, like, yes, I do feel like you get a bit more Leatherface. But once the family starts coming in, Vigo Mortensen, the gas station attendant, I mean, if you've seen... You can see this coming a mile away that they're all going to be connected sure. together, but, but, you know. Well, but like, they yeah. do focus more on those characters. I almost feel like in this one, but like than going Leather back face. to it, like I feel like again, I feel like it's not. It's not like I'm saying that like this is a wholehearted like they're going in the direction of the first one. I feel like it's a steer towards, sure. but like they're still trying to like hold on to like what made two kind of good. Right. They and wanted this like one to thing. be raw, more raw. They thought they were going to go more like, this is going to be more brutal. The second one was kind of campy and jokey. Sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. like, we're going to go back to what made it scary. And so I think that's what their aim was. And then, of course, yeah. bra- wrangling people and doing all the throwbacks, you know, to the earlier films, like paying respect to mm-hmm. that. Like, you could tell 
there was some fandom, I feel like, with right. us making this film. I mean, the very fact of even having Ken Forey in the film. Yeah. Well, that's another, that's a guy I want to talk about, but we got to do that when we come right back. Here's when we get to wait a spell on you. And maybe we can let Junior play some. He does make the sweetest damn babies, you know. Junior likes them private parts. We knows what to do with them parts. Got that right, Mama. <laughs> Cut my own out years back. I did. Took care of papas too. And we're back. We're talking about Leatherface Sexes Chainsaw Massacre 3. Uh, wh- before we took a break, I said I wanted to talk about Benny. Benny? Benny. Benny comes in fucking swinging. Ooh, Benny comes in hot. Here's what happens. Uh, uh, you know, the, the wheel busts off the, the, the car. They almost run into Benny as he's traveling down this road from a, a survival training that he was just at. And they are in a horrendous car accident my favorite thing about this is the 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 you know michelle and, and ryan end up in a ditch right yes benny flies off a fucking like cliff flips his car somehow gets out unscathed and then goes and helps the people who were in a ditch well, <laughs> you just said he's come back from yeah. the survival camp he was prepared he's a survivalist he is it's, a survivalist. Yeah. it's the theme of benny in this movie that there is no keeping him I gotta, down like i i think i asked you this maybe after i watched it but i was like what did ken forey have a fucking writer in his fucking contract that says i don't die in this film or uh, I must yeah. operate a machine no, gun. He had a test audience that loved him in New Line Cinema who had a movie that they just didn't know what to do with. So they reshot the ending uh, where he lives because uh, he did yeah. not make it originally. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I it just well, keeps getting out the, of everything. The problem is, is you barely see what even happens when he goes down and he's like one of these main characters, it, you know, I, and there's an epic battle between Ken Forey and Leatherface. And that's right. like one epic. of my favorite things that New Line did with kind of the, the mythos was they entered, they added this character in there. That was badass enough. Like it was just kind of like almost like almost like Dennis Hopper's character was, but Dennis Hopper's character was crazy and the kind of mm-hmm. on the same level as the family. Now we had someone physically who was like could go toe to toe with Leatherface. I like that aspect for sure. And yeah. I really like that aspect yeah. of it. I do think that some of the stuff that he talks about is a little bit plot holy. Uh if that's a word. Um it's he talks a, about it's a phrase. It, I made it. <laughs> I said it. Um, like he makes a comment where he talks about like he's always going down back and up that road yes. that um the family makes him go down. Like, how is he not coming across these right? people? Yeah, I thought the same thing. It's like I've been on this road so many. I've never seen anyone in all these years. And it's yeah, like, it's like how, it's like, how did you not know there there's clearly cannibals a, here? Well, there's clearly a fucking gas station out in the middle of nowhere. He's like, had to he stop. N- yeah. Right? Like, that's what I was thinking, too. I'm like, really? You know, he's, he's also a survivalist. The gas station's on the main road. I think he was talking about that that that, that side road. I, but, but still, the thing, there's you a, think, like, there has to be a reason why uh, 
they asked him to go down that road if it wasn't close to where they were. So when he gets up to the main road, around. he makes a right instead of a left. He had no idea that gas station was. Yeah, there. I, I guess you. so. No, he knew you. the gas station was there. He just he's never seen anybody on that road. I know and this the, area like the back of my hand. So by never, this area, I mean this one road, guys. I think and we just only needed, a left. We needed to insert <laughs> badass in this movie. Yeah. You know, we needed yeah. somebody who because you know William Dennis Butler did great. wasn't cutting it. No, <laughs> I think it was a callback to we liked the, we liked the concept of Dennis Hopper. I think yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. It's like, let, us, let's yeah. get let's get more Dawn of, that. of the Dead. Yes, and Texas Chainsaw, and let's merge it. Well, the and the well, the worst thing too about it, like the 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 pain that always the thing that always hurts me about this scene because I think it's like really good when they wake up, like well they wake up when they wake up for yeah from being knocked out from the car accident, and they're like, hey man, like. William Butler's like, dude, listen to me. There's this guy out there and he's trying to get us. And he's like, dude, you just hit your head. Like, you, you know, you'll be fine. There's no one after you. You're okay. It's like, no, man. Like, you don't understand. And he's like, let me just tend to this injured woman over here. And then she wakes up and she's like, where are they? And he's like, oh, shit, you're serious. Yeah. You know? I like that scene a lot, too. And I like when they go check out the the chainsaw marks on the car. Which yeah. I was like, okay. Where it takes the fucking terrible turn is where he where the the she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sleepy. And, he's, and, he, and then William Butler's like, what did you give us, man? And he's like, I gave you painkillers. They might make you a little sleepy. And then they fall asleep in the grass yeah. for hours. I, as I feel face like that was like they were asleep for 10 minutes. I feel like that was a bad writing <laughs> Thing in the script, I don't. Yeah, yeah like I can't blame Ken for even. No, no. <laughs> you know what I think would work if I gave him like a sedative, like knock him out. <laughs> hey, on the you scene? know what? It's Ken for It's me. a good Bro, idea. Ken, Ken, that's brilliant. We're going with. Why that. Why didn't we have him in the writers' room? <laughs> it, it was. Just, it was just a dumb thing that they they put in the movie. There was like God, God damn it. Well, I will say, this movie has a lot of walking around. Sure does, and. You know, I don't know if that was. Uh, you said that this was movie was kind of plagued with problems. Was yes. I mean, was filling time was filling time one of the problems? Well, so no, I don't think so. And was like, budget a problem? Uh, no, I think it was more restraint from the studio because, and also the MP with MPAA is that what it is? Sure. Yeah. So this I think was in front of the MPA. If I remember reading correctly, seventeen times. Yeah. I think I, read I, that I don't too. know if that's a lot I, I or think not. I read that but too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I feel like seventeen times might be a goddamn record. Jesus, well, is a, I feel like that's a lot. I have no what idea. What confuses me is that you said that the added footage adds nothing to the gore val- the yeah, value so, of the film, which I can't understand why this would have so, an NC seventeen or X rating. I, I don't know. Like, yeah, what there's the, no way. One of the scenes that you think would be the goriest, and I I don't know if you guys even saw it, was when so they after. You know they've they've run through the woods. They've they've killed. So we think they've again. There's so many scenes where you think people die and they don't die. Literally, when when Leatherface sticks a chainsaw, at least I'm led to believe through Ryan's gut. That's what I thought. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's what I thought happened too. Yeah, at the end of that scene, then he's brought into the house. Fully okay. Yeah, not barely any blood on him. It's like his nose is bleeding. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean his, his foot's still caught in a bear trap and all yeah. the angles yeah. up. Yeah, they take the bear. Dude, when they, I'm sorry, but again, there's things that are just cut out because this is the uncut version. I'll give you this scene: they drag in the body, right? Yeah. yeah. They take the two hooks, right, yeah. mm-hmm. and they get them to the point to where they're on the skin of the ankles, and then you know those fuckers are going. You know those hooks are going in, and you know they shot it just the way it looks. And then it cuts away. It just and cuts it, away. Yeah. And then they they pull them up. This isn't even in the unrated version. The version that we saw, you don't even see it get close to the ankles. You just they they just hang him up by his ankles, and you just assume. Yeah, that's yeah. The it was all off saw. screen for yeah. me. Yeah. 
So, and then like the other thing that drives me nuts with that scene too, is like, at least you can tell from the one that I have, uh, the unrated version is when she pulls the, um, cord, the rip cord and the sledgehammer comes down and hits him in the head. Mm-hmm. It gets right to the head right when it hits the head in the unrated version. Boom, cuts away. Like, Didn't see that either. Why were second. they being so hard on this movie? I feel like because the original they, had worse. It got an X rating. That is the original, like that makes it? no fucking sense to me. It got an X rating. Like I guess there was a number C- two had worse than that. Yes, <laughs> and that yeah. got a not an this X is, rating. But this is also 1990, so I believe at this time is when we had Tipper Gore going after all the censorship I mean, maybe, stuff. Can I be honest? With you? The, the only thing that I will say that mi- for me the most gratuitous and like disturbing parts of this film is the concept of Leatherface being a rapist. Yeah, <laughs> like all the. Like kind of like side stories, like like weird comments about him uh, birthing many kids, uh, having a asphyxiation with genitalia, like all that stuff was more creepy than any of the non-existent gore that was really quite in in this film. Like there's just like there's not a lot of like gruesome shit in this. No, it was, it, and you could tell like anytime it's disturbing though. Anytime something gruesome is about like about to happen, it literally cuts away. Mm-hmm. And it's be- and it's because of that rating and even the unrated it's like that and there's tons of footage that was lost that I wish there was like this stuff does exist. The ultimate release of this film yeah. would be to have all that gore actually put back in the film. And I will say this at least from what I heard, I didn't get a chance to listen to all of it, but I was I after I watched it, I was like, I'm gonna put on the the director, you know, I'm gonna put on the commentary, and it has like almost the whole fucking cast on the commentary. Wow. But I'll tell you what, man. Like the first person to talk on there is the executive, like the the exec from from the studio, mm-hmm. talking about this film. And you know from the get go, you're like, okay, no one's going to talk shit in this like this commentary because they're talking about it like it might be like he's talking about it like it's the, like it's like the fucking shit in the, in in the series. Like it's the best one, <laughs> and you're like, all right, man. Like we all know the history behind this film and how it was plugged. Like, come on. But, well, that is an interesting question because we're here rating the supposed worst one, yeah. and that includes the next generation. Yes, yes. Which I don't know how many of you guys are familiar with that shit show. I I've am. seen bits and pieces of it. Uh, I've always shut it off because it looks bad. I've seen it a few times. Have you? Great. Yeah. All right. But yeah, are we reviewing? No, no, this? no, no we're, we're not reviewing. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like this, I guess this. What you're saying is this is looked at as kind of the worst one. Some, yeah, like a lot of a lot of people. Well, clearly, because we wouldn't be reviewing yeah. it on these I under mean, these. A lot of people do. I don't know that, that we created. felt that about Hellraiser that we, we didn't. We didn't but, conclude that. But because, that's the under. No, we, well, I mean, we always ask that question, right? Yeah, which yeah, which I was going to jump into the end of this this film as well. There's this great scene about the the. Um, I, I do want to touch on it real quick. There is this great the great scene between Leatherface and some of the family members. Uh, in the, in the house uh, before William Butler is dragged in, it's really that that stuff. I I actually really enjoy. Yeah, all the like the weird yeah. like dynamic that they have. That was like they really came from like a really brutal kind of like upbringing. Like it was a, it was definitely like a feeling of like kill or be killed. Like yeah. like you still had to live by those laws, especially when you realize like the guy that lost his hand, like when he puts his hand over the flame. The second time you think like, oh, okay, yeah, he fucked uh, up. Like that's time. how he lost his first hand. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and I agree. It's 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 yeah, it, it, it's one of those things where it's like you get to see the family dynamic, and I really like that. Now, getting to the end of this film, 
that's where like the it gets I'm like, what happened? The end the end fight scene between him and Benny, not that it's not cool. I don't care about the chainsaw and water thing. Like really? that, that doesn't bother you. No, doesn't bother it's me. It's a little weird. It bothers me a lot. I mean, yeah. it's a cool aesthetic. It, knowing how mechanics, it's work. yeah, it bothers me that it shouldn't be working. It's, but it's not, yeah. it's not a cool aesthetic because it goes on for way too nah, long. Nah, the water yeah. coming off the blade is super ah, sick. I had fun with it. Yeah, I, I had mean, fun it's with cool it. if if I didn't know how like. The combustion works. Like, <laughs> also, I'm like, why? Why were they so gung ho on water being a part of this movie? I, I think it feels because, like it was really a conscious choice to be like, I, they're gonna fight in water. They're gonna. I think there's gonna be the bodies trailer. in water. There's gonna be. I, I, so I like fights in water because. <laughs> hold on, I want to talk about this. What's your favorite fights in water scenes? <laughs> no, no, what a fucking statement. No, it, it, no, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna I explain like it. Fights in yeah. water. Split second. Here's the thing: where fights in water always work really well because you realize Top that like secret. if you can put their head under water for a, a given amount of time they will just die right so it's like you're kind of fighting in an area where you can't move a lot uh but like death is really below you the whole time but they don't really actually utilize that a lot in this scene oh. it's all about this chainsaw that's like flapping around <laughs> <laughs> like mindlessly Looks, because it, it's it, not even flying around it is, yeah. it is strategically just moving back and forth like it's on the bow of a <laughs> it, ship. It, it is just, yeah, going back like and like forth. It's like a Mario Brothers obstacle. But, yeah. they're, definitely, <laughs> but they're definitely using I it as a running start for this one. <laughs> that's the danger part, right? It's like that part where like 007 is like on a conveyor belt and like there's a saw sure, coming sure. down his blood. I'm, I'm just saying this, it, it was it was too laughable for me to take it, <laughs> it any was not, seriousness yeah, It was all. not a scary scene at it's all. A, no, it, but, but it's fun. That, that's not what it disappoints me. Because again, I have fun with it. I'm like, oh, this is fun. The, the is where that I, what you were like? The where I get disappointed is, is how <laughs> Leatherface dies. Does he die? Like or how well? How you think supposedly he dies? dies. Yeah, yeah, it's supposedly really dies. Um, underwhelming. It's just so <laughs> it's so anticlimactic. She just runs up to his, punches him in the face with a rock like twenty times, yeah. and he just floats off. I actually had no problem with that because I'm like, well, that's pretty fucking realistic. Like, like honestly, what were you expecting? Like, after a chainsaw's floating in the water, Kyle cutting people up, I'm expecting something bigger than a rock to the head five times. Well, I don't know why Sometimes that, it takes yeah. the simplest I, fucking tool. The rock. chainsaw should have cut it, his body like in, in his head off or, or something. something. Yeah. yeah, it should have been grand. They wanted that yeah, sequel. the only thing I can understand is that like they didn't quite understand. Like they, they made it didn't seem understand like combustion. yeah, <laughs> combustion. <laughs> you guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> or how chainsaws. Quite honestly, <laughs> I mean it's pretty waterproof when it's chromed out. Yeah, guys. exactly. Obviously, you don't know See that anything fucking about gold anything. on there. Yeah, yeah nobody's yeah. that, chain, that chainsaw did not Those have a rivets? snorkel on yeah. it. Water's not getting that thing. No, dude, it's <laughs> airtight. Not, yeah. not in the chrome. No, chrome is too shiny. I was pretty impressed. <laughs> that by thing's waterlogged. Going back to that, it yeah. was it was really nice looking. I was like, damn. No, no, I, I will, I will. Yeah, Excalibur looks pretty cool. It's a little gratuitous in this movie. I think. Yeah, when they show it. But, it's like you're fucking lowrider, man. It's yeah. like you're showing that shit off. Like that—that's the shit right there. And <laughs> let's put this Benny is dead. Benny is dead in this scene. Benny apparently got chopped by the chainsaw when they were fighting. The understanding and is that yes, yeah, somebody is pushed yeah. into it. Yeah, is and you don't see anything. And but he's yeah, ground up. You know what I think he, it is. He dies. You know what I think it is. You know, I I think I think Leatherface, um, for all of his planning, he forgot one thing. If you got to put the chain back on 
Here's 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 <laughs> what, here's, what he cleaned it. here's what you guys didn't know is they actually did get it right and you guys got it wrong. The chainsaw does work in water until it actually hits something and then it doesn't have enough power because it's in the water. That's how that's how Benny lived. Sure, never cut him. Yeah, no, that he makes pre- he any just, goddamn sense. He just pretended so he could sneak up. He on wasn't him wearing like a bulletproof <laughs> vest or something that saved Who knows? him. Is there a chainsaw proof vest? Well, I imagine if it stops bullets, it will probably stop a chainsaw as yeah, well. well. Maybe someone should put that to the test. Does a bulletproof <laughs> vest stop a chainsaw? <laughs> no, it won't. Kevlar <laughs> can't stop a fucking chainsaw. I want a chainsaw that is an exact replica of the one in this film. Though. If anyone out Chris there is, listening <laughs> has an exact replica I've, of I've, the I'm trying to make this a fucking three man podcast I'm for some sure, reason. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I've seen that chainsaw at Mad Monster. Um, oh, for sale? No, actually, a guy walking around getting it signed. Wow. Um, he made it? Yeah. Damn. Good yep. for him. So, all right, guys. You know what? Let's, let's, I say we rate this man. I, I think so too. Chris yeah. is taking the, the conversation off the rails. Wait, is that how it ends? I'm gonna, no, it doesn't end like that. No, we get your typical Texas Chainsaw Massacre false endings where a girl's trying to get away. And then they kill Ken Forhey again, and yes. he comes back. <laughs> he goes back one more time at the end, and they drive off into the the rising sun. But is it yeah. over? No, because no. of footsteps in the frame. Because squeaky, squeaky fucking knees squeaky comes knees. walking in. <laughs> Squeak knees. Squeaky, squeaky knees, Leatherface. Squeak knee. <laughs> Cody, Cody, I, you're, I, I, I want to jump in and say that uh, I don't know what your plan was, but I know you're. Uh, Huge fan of this film, and you you talk about it a lot. Why don't you pick the rating symbol for I, tonight? I feel like you guys uh, you just picked it yourselves. I think it should be knee braces. How squeaky many knee braces? Knees. Oh, knees. Yeah. Squeaky knees. How many squeaky knees? Can we do that picture of a knee and like the you know like a bubble next to it that's saying squeak? Yeah, sure. Jeez. Let's start with squeaky knees, Chris. I haven't watched this since I was a kid and I was not expecting much from it. I thought it was going to be pretty boring. That's what I remember from uh, back then when I saw it. I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. I enjoyed the cinematography a lot more than I thought I would. They did a we didn't talk about it very much, but I think that almost every shot was solid. The lighting was solid. The vibe that it like carried because of those two things um, really gave it its own kind of feel. And I do agree that with Mike that they were trying to get back to that kind of brutal element of the film. But the problem is, is they literally cut away from every single moment that would make a Texas Chainsaw Massacre film what it the hype that it kind of is, which is like a gory, you know, cannibalistic, crazy movie. And it does have little, you know... Uh, elements of that here and there peppered in, but just not enough to make it that exciting. Um, I'm torn with this one. I don't hate it. I know that. I'm going to go with a 2.5 squeaky knees on Leatherface. Um, Not so sure I would say it it was like a worst of anything. It just, um, I had some pacing issues a lot of walking back and forth, um, but I did like the acting. I did like the characters, so I just keep jumping around to things I loved and hated. Two point five, middle of the road, with an opportunity to go up. I like that you said it has pacing if issues with a lot of walking back and forth. <laughs> a real, Get it. a real play misty for me. <laughs> you know? it's a good pun. They didn't play. Oh no, they did play songs. We didn't even talk about the soundtrack no. in this movie. It's a lot, it's of, a it's a lot of metal. It's yeah, a it 90s, is. 90s, and 90s, 90s metal. Soundtrack. I kind of liked 90s it. Soundtrack. <laughs> Kyle, man, I'm like I, I'm torn because I had a number in my head, and Chris just went, and 
it sounded like the way he described it that maybe he got a little bit more from the film, and but he rated it lower than what I was going to rate it. So, that being said, I'm gonna I'm gonna come in at two point five. I I'm gonna go right with Chris on this. One. Here's the thing: like I I was thinking about it while watching it, and I think most of us haven't seen the ones that we think are the worst um, recently. So. From what I can remember, I had more fun with this film. I feel like it is, though, lacking severely on, like, the gore element and the violent element. I mean, we're talking about a character whose primary weapon is a chainsaw and their family are cannibals. The fact that I saw neither of those things, honestly, on screen, like, definitely knocks this movie down a peg. Um, 2.5, I think, is a fair choice. I... I will have to go back and watch the next generation um, again to see if I still think it's as bad. It's worse than this one, but for right now, I don't think three is the worst of the bunch. Mike, guys, I'm right there with you on two point five. Like, quite honestly, like I feel like this film does a lot wrong, but it does also like a weirdly like a lot right. Like, I did not have a hard time watching this film. I was kind of thoroughly entertained. I didn't think it was necessarily slow, but um. Yeah, like, there's not a lot of gore, but there's, like, a lot of gruesome talk to, like, build up, like, the fear of it all. I didn't need to see Leatherface do, like, the gruesome things that, like, people were talking about in the film. Like, when the mother talks about, like, his fixation with genitalia and all this other shit. Like, that was really gruesome for me. Like, the idea, like, my imagination ran wild and I thought, oh, God, this family's sicker than I thought it was. I think that was an interesting part of it. Yeah. Like, maybe it was a budget thing. Maybe it had to do with the fact that uh, MPAA was on their ass for whatever reason with this film. But um, I, I'll have to go back and watch the entire franchise front to back to see if this is really the worst. But I can't imagine this is the worst of the entire franchise. I just can't. Oh, it's. Uh, I mean, if you were to include the, Ooh, the new experts, ones, I wouldn't say it's the worst. I would say just Texas Chainsaw, or yeah, Texas Chainsaw is the worst. Okay. If I had to, if I had to pick out of the whole franchise, Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre is Texas Chainsaw a prequel? Is that prior to the massacre? It's after. It's a direct sequel to the nineteen seventy one that was done. That, in is like, that the one with Jessica Biel in it? No, that was those the one. Were the Jessica Biel was good. Yeah, that's what I remember. That, too. Was, that, was, a, that was the remake. Then there was a prequel for that one. Um, that, okay. And then there was okay. a recent one called just Texas Chainsaw. Was also, I believe, it was also in 3D. I think it was Texas Chainsaw 3D. Oh yeah, I heard of this. And, one. Yeah, I never uh, saw that it. one. Is is terrible. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, it's, it's All 3D right. terrible. It's rough. It's rough. <laughs> Cash uh, grab. But. Yeah, I and leather and, and also don't forget that this movie. I don't want to say it's been remade, but the title has been also taken by uh, uh, another prequel, right? There's a remake Leatherface, called yeah. Leatherface, yeah, uh, which is also Cody. Um, but I'll go next. Yeah. So for me, yeah, I don't think this is the worst one for me. Um, it's the, here's the thing with this one. Uh, as a fan of the series, I can watch this and see where this influenced different elements. And in, in, even in the remakes, you can see that there, you, and you hear the, like you read stories about like different scenes being taken for different movies later on in the series. Um, this movie, I think what I enjoy more about it than anything is just all the behind the scenes stuff. It was just, it's just crazy to me and how such a big to me franchise could have such a movie where, um, you know, like 
a studio, it seems like didn't have that much faith in it, but wanted to to make it the next big thing, but didn't feel safe enough to make it the next big thing who didn't really believe in the director, but believed in him enough to hire him back. Like just weird stuff like that, that you don't hear with like a lot of these movies. I, I, I really do like that. And I just, there's the performances are, are not that bad in this film. Like we didn't talk about Kate Hodge a lot who plays Michelle dude. When she um, flips her shit, that's when she gets really fun towards the end of the film. I thought that scene was corny. Like I like that. <laughs> I think it's fun. It, it, I, I, you know, I, at that point, like she's just driven into I think the madness after seeing her friend killed by a little girl and like this whole fucked up family and just knowing these people exist. It's like, yeah, what else does the world have? It come on, bring it on. And she's ready to fight back. It's a fight or flight thing, and I think that's a great, a great little character twist for her. And I really like Kate Hodge in this movie. Um, I was, you know, I would probably settle on a, um, if I'm going to be fair and not just go with my love of the backstory of this film and just go on the film based on itself, I'm going to put it at a three for me. Um, just because it is a Texas Chainsaw Massacre and I love Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So I, I got to go with that. And yeah, I wish there would, I wish they would find the footage, man. And this would be like Tammy and the T-Rex gore edition. They would just release the gore edition of this to where I could actually watch it. Cause yeah, even the unrated, is one of the more tame um, horror films I think that you'll see even for the 90s. So three for me. All right, guys, that's our show. But before we go, we got reviews to read. Who wants to read them? We do have some reviews. I've got one of them pulled up here, um, and I will read this. Um, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thank you, Mr. Robot. (laughs) We have a review, and I will read it. This one comes to us from Pillow Book Girl, and title of the review says, Bad Reviews, that's a one-star review, and Pillow Book Girl goes on to say, Every show gets a few of them. This is a really bad one. The guys who do this show are, simply put, not up to the job. They're a bunch of bros who see movies. Full stop. If you want anything more from a podcast than that, then you will be disappointed. Try the Projection Booth podcast instead. At the very least, Mike White does his homework. What is the Projection Booth podcast? So, Projection Booth is a podcast, uh, like, it is a very cerebral podcast. Very good. It makes, I mean, like, those guys are, like, they do, they really do do their homework. Like severely, so not us at all. So thank <laughs> no, you very much, like, book girl. Yes, thank you very much, Chris. This one is coming to us from John Mark Smith. It's a five star review, and it says, "Thanks for existing." No, seriously. And uh, John says, "I'm so glad you guys got around to reviewing Julian Donkey Boy. I couldn't stop yelling and screaming in excitement as soon as I saw it posted as your latest episode. I'm also glad you guys all enjoyed it. Cody especially surprised me with his overall opinion." as I thought he wouldn't like it at first. Aside from that, I just want to say that I discovered you guys about a year ago, and in about four months, I've listened to every single one of your episodes. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry. That's I, insane. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I had never heard of more than half of the movies in this podcast before, so I'm grateful that you have expanded my horizons. Even though I haven't gotten around to watching quite a lot of the movies you review, I appreciate listening to you guys talking about them, and it makes me excited to eventually watch them. The banter is quite funny, and the giant explosions of laughter every now and then, especially Cody's goffing, is nothing short of amazing. Keep up the good work, and I look forward to hearing some more awesome reviews. 
P.S. I'm actually part of the small percentage of movie watchers that enjoyed Spring Breakers. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's because I enjoy all of Harmony Korine's films. I also can't wait to hear your review on uh, Harmony Korine's magnum opus, mm. Trash Humpers. Yeah, oh God. Just kidding. <laughs> And that's from John Mark Smith. Five-star review. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Thank really you, John. appreciate it. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll keep golfing. <laughs> you golf a lot. You do I'll golf. <laughs> you play a mean, mean, mean game of golf. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's our show for this week. Remember to follow us on social media at cultfilm underscore review on Twitter, at cultfilm and review on Instagram, and on we're on Facebook. We are on YouTube. Make sure you check that out. Uh, we got some new videos up there. You can check out some of our episodes. You can check out some of my mini reviews. Um, and we also will have drink videos up there as well. So make sure you check that out, guys. Uh, and then when you're done with that, make sure you head over to ColtFilmInterview.com and you get in your request for films for us to review because when October's over, we're back at it. We're back at it. We're back at your request. So please make sure that you guys get those in also hey pick up a t-shirt haven't plugged that in a while t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> i haven't plugged that in a while um and then you can follow kyle ah! you can follow me on instagram at cult film underscore kyle you can follow chris ah! cult film underscore chris on instagram you can follow mike ah! at mike Celestio on twitter and you can follow me at vhs collect on instagram remember if you're gonna join a cult just make sure they watch good movies we'll see you next time